can we not have that be the intro no we're not having that be the intro that's the intro right there no it's not no 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 the fact that we weren't having what we just did is the intro so this is the intro hi hello welcome to episode three no dude it's (laughs) my name is blank and this is a podcast about and this is episode five This is a podcast about how Paul can't count. (laughs) I I don't like counting. Um, I'm not a math person. Okay. Um, Tears of the Kingdom released. That's a thing. The Diablo (laughs) Server Slam was a thing. Overwatch 2 is no longer a thing. Uh, Oh, well, no, no, no. Overwatch 2 is a thing. But the reason for Overwatch 2. A reason they made Overwatch 2 is no longer a thing. So Um, it's it's a better clickbait title. And also, I have an amazing travel story for my work trip that is just the kind of thing you would not expect to have happened. Go ahead. Uh, that That is also a thing. So, Lagundo's terrible, horrible, no good, rotten work trip was an adventure. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. The, the culmination, I think, that really set the tone for the entire weekend, and this is a really quick story. I'm putting it at the top because it's really funny. And then we can talk about all the other things that are that actually happened. Yeah. I get my room key. I go upstairs. I get to my elevator. Get to the room, oh, no. and on the door it's like the Tucson Suite or something like that. And I'm like, ooh, okay. ooh, my room has a name. This is probably a good thing. I feel did I just get accidentally upgraded or something like that? Walk in, walk inside. Throw the bag down look in the bathroom as i always do turn the lights off walk around the corner two chairs giant tv no bed for audio listeners paul is absolutely blue screened in this moment oh uh, yeah I, just <coughs> I was waiting for you to continue the story i checked but story. well it's like that's that the primary that's the end of the story thing, no, no 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 the primary thing when you think of a hotel room is a place to sleep Right? Like, here's the bed I'm renting and then the room that it's in. So I check the connecting door to the room thinking maybe it's a two-room suite. Nope. Check the other connecting door. That's also locked. Thinking maybe it's a walk through the bathroom. Nope. Thinking maybe it's something else. So I look at the shape of the room and the little fire escape map that's on the door. And it's the same size as every other room. <laughs> get down to the front. To get no bed. Two, two chairs. Two sad little chairs. The sad Please little tell coffee me it wasn't table. A mur- Please tell me it was a mercury. <clears throat> and a 100-inch and TV, like a massive TV. Yeah. Go downstairs, go to the registry, and they're like, oh, yeah, that happens sometimes. That's not a real room. I'm like, how? how- you have one job. <laughs> like, the hotel system has one job, and that's getting rooms with beds in them. For I'm, I'm sad it's in. not a Murphy. It was not a Murphy bed that you just didn't notice. That would have been also funny, but for an entirely separate reason. But no, they're like, nah, this is just a thing that happens sometimes. And like, just remove that room from the list. Why are you rolling the dice? Right? Like, Probably because they time change somebody, it semi-regularly. Every time somebody... No, there was a sign. <clears throat> like a brass sign on the... Yeah, every other room had the cheapo plastic sign with the braille on it. This had a brass sign, 1703, the Tucson suite. And I'm like, woo, no. 
thing now. So, so you got downgraded you to the proper bed. You know? So I got downgraded to a room that had a normal room with a bed. I no longer, right. I didn't get to stay in the suites. I contemplated doing it for a meme and then realized that I didn't want to sleep on what was essentially a dining room chair. So probably not a good idea. Not with your back at your age. Would have been. Mm, yeah. Wanted to say, talk about ages. You're also getting older. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. By the way. yeah thank you. Thank you. Happy belated birthday. But no. Nah, so, I, I... so on the heels of that, let's talk about stuff that's getting old. Um, Legend of Zelda is quite a few years old, but it's not the newest game. Tears of the Kingdom has been out for what, a week now? Um, so let's talk about something that's getting old. The game that's been out for less than a week. Well, listen, the, the, the series is very old. Sure. Including okay. the fact that... So, for those of you who haven't played it, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the game. If you haven't played Legend of Zelda, like, what are you doing listening to a podcast about gaming and content which, creators, realistically? I would just like to like ask that which, question. by the way, Paul just found out that I have oh not God. personally played Skyrim, and I think it's make him it's made him doubt me as a person no and it's made him question so many decisions of how he's gotten to this point yes <laughs> so which is funny it is very funny i it's just I painful because i know who you are as a person and i'm like how did you not get into the skyrim craze the way you are as a person Does i'll tell you how i'll tell you how skyrim originally came out on xbox 360 yes Xbox 360 and PS, uh, and what when abouts was that? Oh six, I think. Oh seven, seven oh eight. I'll tell you why. That was my yeah. first year of college, and I basically stepped away from gaming for my first year of college because I had calculus, at geometry and calculus, four days a week for my first semester of college. And how did you manage that? As in getting uh, I, into that situation. Uh, how did I manage that? I went to a small town Catholic high school that really okay. only offered like geometry as the tall, as the highest level math class. So I had to do basically what was remedial math mm. for calculus and, and geometry because of the way... It, basically, you either had to be in the AP program to do AP calculus in, in high school... Or you were in geometry. And I'm like, I don't have the mental bandwidth to do another AP course because I was in two others. I'm like, I'm not doing AP math. I'll do it you in were college. Only or whatever. in two AP courses your senior year? I had other stuff going on, dude. I was working a full time job as an EMT. I was helping manage a karate school. I was yeah, busy. Funny. I had other stuff. I had other priorities, right? See, I see, I was my way I was life. taking I took six plus a college class and that okay. doesn't include me working part-time and trying to get into like shape and redo my collegiate athletics because i fucked up my knee that summer i mean that fall so. bees get degrees man but no uh i i'm disillusioned with school back to so back to tears of the kingdom. i stepped away so i stepped away from gaming like Basically, yeah. my freshman year to make sure that I was on the right footing with college because I needed, needed 
my scholarship to have any chance of going and being able to make it through college. And I made it through with a ton of debt, just like everybody else. Managed my own way, did it, did it, like did as much as I could on my own. Um, but I knew that I was going to suffer, suffer and struggle. So I stepped away from gaming a lot, like my freshman year, a bit of my sophomore year too. Like I, I bought Halo Reach the day it came out. I didn't have it pre-ordered or anything else like that. And you know me and you know how much of a Halo nerd I am. So, you know, like that tells you having that pre-ordered about how much I had backed away from gaming at the time. Like yeah. all together, like stopped uploading YouTube videos, so, like went went off the grid for a year and a half, and to, that's how I never played Skyrim. It's so depressing. It's so depressing. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't played Skyrim, sad. go play Skyrim. Special edition exists, and it's moddable on everything. So go play it and mod it to your heart's content. Yeah, I mean, I I've installed it to my fridge, and I figure I'll play it at some point in time. Todd Howard, you've done it again. <laughs> On that note, if you haven't played any Legend of Zelda game ever, please do. It's great. Yes. But to give you some problems people are having with the new game in Tears of the Kingdom um, versus the, some people who are like having the same comments but in the reverse order are it's Breath of the Wild 1.5. But like, is anybody actually surprised? Not really. No. That and you can create giant mecha Godzillas in Zelda, which is or which is awesome, of, or drag a bunch of Koroks behind a cart, which is also or awesome make giant anatomical um anatomical? figures anatomical yeah that is the word anatomical figures of flamethrowers uh, varying degrees um of functionality to, and form to uh, to meme uh whatever you want to insert there so yeah um. Good choice of words. That point being, this is what I kind of wanted to get into with this because Diablo is similar in a different way, but different, which is with these two huge releases coming in May and then June here, they're 1.5 versions of the game that came out Mm -hmm. three, four years ago to critical acclaim. Diablo 3 is a whole different beast because Diablo 3 was like... Diablo 3 has back 2014, 2015, something like that. Like, it's old. And Diablo 3 is a complicated thing to talk about, too, because Diablo 3 changed a lot, and the whole real money, like, that was a big departure from what it used to be, so. So, but the point being is you now have Tears of the Kingdom and then Diablo 4 releasing, and they realistically are just the old game, but redone for modern, plus better graphics, some better augments for like skill trees and stuff like that. I will point refined. out as somebody who they're, yes. they're more refined versions of their predecessors. And people are asking the same way that just happened with Overwatch realistically is how can you spend X amount of years developing the same damn thing? And that's kind of the thing that I want to talk about just from a developmental side, because you work in coding and programming uh, and you've done that for a long time and you've done some game dev stuff. And then from my side as somebody who's worked with the companies directly from a, you know, marketing media product side. Um, so let's start there. Let's start specifically with like, like Tears of the Kingdom because I think that's a little bit easier. Diablo is a little bit more, a little bit different here. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the thing that's important to realize when it comes to game dev and I guess this applies to video creation as well to some degree. 
but it's not all programming. There is narrative. There is design. Design in the sense of what do we want the power fantasy of this game to be? Or lack of power fantasy. What do we what do we want the player's core driving tenets to be? What behaviors yeah. do we wish to reward? Which behaviors do we wish to deter? What is our overall objectives? Are we tell are we telling something more open ended that can be asynchronous and, and the story is told in a very kind of natural discovery way, which is yeah. I would say Legend of Zelda has. Or yeah. is it something that is a little bit more strictly linear? which yeah. is what older Legend of Zelda's had, well, right? Diablo. You would go from A to B <laughs> to C or Diablo, right? Yeah. Or is there, or is the narrative completely ancillary to the game, like Overwatch? All of the story is told completely independently. So there's all of that. There's all of the design aspect. Then there's all of the art aspect as well and all of the graphics, all of the everything. But So I'll say it this way. Most people who I've seen complain about that thing in in detail not people who like are like oh man that's a little frustrating like i'm sad they didn't update this that kind of stuff you know for for some people they're just like why is the weapon breaking system still exist i hate it like that's a valid gripe in my opinion i'm talking okay. about the people who do the same thing with destiny that are like why hasn't this thing been updated they've been working on this quote unquote working on this for the past like eight to twelve months and i'm like y'all have never been in a large-scale professional company with oh my product goodness. roadmaps <clears throat> or the amount like of conversations oh god you said roadmap oh no it's my trigger word so <laughs> i see but this like is a tricky, that's a very a serious thing point to talk about you know what i mean there's a tricky like, thing but it's to very talk serious about because this is about my day job but i want to i want to specifically call on that right yeah. i have gone through i am on version 17 maybe 17 or 18 of the roadmap for the second half of this year Right? We're talking something that is a month and a half out right? from from being the thing we're actively working on. And that's in the span of two months. And that's for a software package that is has a very defined customer base. Does It's not a commercial product in, in any sense. It's not publicly accessible. It's not publicly It's not a game that you need to get people on board of or is there online discourse about. And you need yeah. to take all of those extra accounts in. There's not the same amount of like modeling or art or anything else along those lines. So software is a service tool, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm 18 iterations in on a, on a product roadmap and we're still like trying to refine that kind of thing. That's complicated. The idea of doing that in something that is a publicly accessible commercial product, a nightmare. And then put it into gaming, which has all this extra stuff layered on top of it. Expectations are impossible. Uh, like, Destiny 2 comes out and people are like, it's Destiny 1.5. It feels like the same thing. Breath of, Breath of the Wild 2. God. Tears of the Kingdom comes out and people are like, it's Breath <laughs> of the Wild 2. Here's the thing. It's also a 98 or better on, on Metacritic. It's the highest rated game on Metacritic full stop. Right? For the people who like it, they like it. There's it's also common. what I think is a very good 6 out of 10 review of it that isn't just bashing and it isn't just trying to create a lot of hate, but it's like yeah. for our audience that expects X, Y, and Z, we're reviewing it for you. And for yeah. you, this game is a 6 out of 10 because it has X, Y, it has X and Y, it does not have Z. Or it has these so, things that go counter to what we expect your desire to be. 
something similar just happened with Jedi Survivor. Um, yeah. Game on launch, just for context, was plagued, plagued with like full on every five minute crashing issues. Which isn't entirely. The quality of PC ports is an entirely separate problem that we should get into right. at some point. But the point being in general is like people were griping about that and not the game. The people who played the game raved about the game. And even people who raved about the game probably gave it a 6 or 7 out of 10. Even though they enjoyed it to the point of a 9 or a 10, right? I really like Skillup's review on it. He basically said, I absolutely cannot recommend this game to you, but I want to. Yes. Which and so is good. I think it got patched. It got patched, and a lot of that, that stuff got solved. And I'm playing through it right now, and it's really good. Main point of that, all of this commentary is to say, for people who don't understand game dev, let's just talk, you know, for Bungie and, and Jedi Survivor <laughs> specifically. You do realize that people, like, like the moment the game gets into the hands of consumers, within the first 15 minutes of actual gameplay, people are going to have put more time into the game just by your actual consumer base than QA could have done in three years. Yeah. Like, oh, like some people don't understand that concept of, like, like the amount of scale that people do. Secondary, I mean, let's, let's put it in Breath micro. Let's and, put it in micro. Kingdom. Let's talk about the thing okay. that just happened in the scenario before the recording. Right? <laughs> We're recording scenario number five right now. There are eight of us playing on this server. I broke it on day two. <laughs> I A thing happened. It wasn't accounted for in the design of the game. And it's like, okay, I broke it. I've broken this game on day two. And it's because... Something wasn't tested or checked out, and it allowed for something to happen. Now, it's a little bit different because we're making a video, not a game. So you'll see the final product, and everything else will be everything will be managed, and it's all good. It's fine. It's fine. We talked about it. Everything's cool. But yeah, that's with eight people. Now multiply that by a billion. Yeah. <laughs> and then and that's okay, the maybe not a billion because not like... everybody plays video games. But you get my point. But, right? but like, the thing is like. If you just do it by man hours, like, for example, let's talk about Breath of the Wild, right? And, and Tears of the Kingdom correlations here, right? Do you know how they have to minimize the amount of bugs that can potentially ever happen with any combat instance, with any interactions between every single weapon that exists in the game and how it breaks, when it breaks, it does so it does not break the game. Like, like Realistically, I want people to realize that, con that concept of the fact that they have to do that for every single game. And make sure none of the surfaces that they swing it at ever should break the game. Realistically speaking, and I forget who the quote is from. The fact that modern gaming exists, or the fact that modern technology exists, and everything isn't breaking or crashing every 12 nanoseconds, is it's a, a technological miracle. It is we very write shit. Much... We write shit in ones and zeros, and it makes this. Well, How? realistically, most people don't understand. Realistically, <laughs> for, don't forget about that. That before you write it in ones and zeros, you need to take rocks and press them really hard together and stick lightning inside of them, and then you get to make ones and zeros do things. So, like, just put so... that into perspective, okay? <laughs> like. Try to explain like, the like concept of a microprocessor to somebody from 19, 1950. Like, try to explain the concept of a processor at all. Like, the time between us being able to fly and us landing on the moon 
was 60 years. Right? And we're we are closer like the moon landing was close at this point. Have we crossed that threshold? That is closer to flight than today, but it's very close. Like at, at during our during our lives lifetimes, we will pass that threshold where they will say the moon landing was closer to us discovering flight than today. And you have those moments where it's like, oh, and it puts things into perspective of just yeah. how far we've come as, as a species. So it's kind of wild. Back to back to the PC port thing. In that same vein, the reason people are spoiled on game launches going well is because console gaming is simple. Yeah. It's a unified I'm going to be very honest platform. with some people. It is static hardware with static drivers with static updates and basic shit. The moment you introduce PC as a platform, I don't know what to have to try and tell you how complex that is. Different RAM timings, different frequencies, different GPUs, different GPU vendors, different GPU drivers in every single variation of every vendor that ever existed, whether it's from like minimal brand differences to like major NVIDIA versus AMD versus Intel versus like onboard. Like the fact that I just had to list that in sequence to tell you how complex you're, potentially you're even, stressed. like for you to see a flawless game launch you would have to like literally limit the thing to one type of hardware period and they would yeah. be able to test that to kingdom coming back and even then you'd still find minuscule bugs that happen from once in like ever happening bugs ever right and so you know we need to find out what's going on with that. There's, there's a reason Todd Sweeney and his talk at Epic, you know, was like, hey, guys, like, the way to build the internet and gaming for the next generation is to standardize things. Because otherwise, we're going to keep running into all these problems that everybody's having with, like, different hardware being issues, different software, different standards. Like, and so it's going to be this yeah. really interesting stage next to see what happens. I mean, so. we're seeing some semblance of that through natural progression of a lot of people giving up internal or bespoke engines for tools like Unreal Engine 5, which is just every other week I see an article of another studio switching from their own internal tools to Unreal Engine 5. They need to. and Yeah. And, like, UEFN is amazing. I, I would love to be able to put a couple hundred hours into making something yep. in UEFN. I would yep. love to, but just the hours aren't there for me personally. Yeah. But, oh, the, the, the there are implications wanna... to that that are a little concerning eh. of like an antitrust kind of aspect, but no, you're right. It makes sense. So the way that Todd explained it, and I don't think, I, I don't think we went over this when, when I, we had our conversation about it, but. The idea is the same way that the internet developed HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, and all these mainline programming languages protocols. It's the same way we're going to have to start doing things with gaming, because otherwise, the amount of variance in everything that exists means nothing will be able to be fully optimized for the end consumer, which means you like gatekeep access to video games and game developers behind things that are proprietary. And so things like NVIDIA's Omniverse, things like Unreal Engine that are, you know, bridging the gap between different engines and, and, and um, design tools and so on is literally an effort to do that. And so as we move forward, if you guys didn't know, like if you played 
a bunch of the old EA games in Star Wars land, they're developed on stuff that's like bespoke EA stuff. You play, you play Battlefront, Battlefront 2, it's on Frostbite. If you play mm-hmm. Fallen Order, because it was done by Respawn, they put it on UE4. Yeah. Like the next set of stuff is developed in UE5. And there's a reason for that. And so, you know, as we progress through all this stuff, you know, as we watch Blizzard do their own bespoke thing for Diablo, because that engine's worked for forever and like there's nothing like it, like it gives a certain feel to the game. Like that's the kind of stuff that I want to see stay. You know, like I want to see the Legend of Zelda Nintendo stuff stay in its own engine, not because I don't want it to be like cross compatible, like they can do that, but because like we're going to get to see things that are uniquely them and they play like them and they feel like them because it's unique in the way that it gets organized. Anyway, on that sense, I actually yeah. have a really cool piece of trivia that I just found out about a couple uh-huh. days ago. The, the M- Minecraft Legends, the game that just released. Everybody was thinking that that was built in Unreal or or some other engine like that, or or it's just that it's an entirely separate game. I found out that Minecraft Legends runs off of a fork of Minecraft Bedrock Edition, with just a whole like it forks off of like Bedrock one dot fourteen code base. Yeah, to, and then so all the world construction and all of that, theoretically speaking. You could be able to modify and import Minecraft builds into the Legends world and vice versa and do all mm. sorts of very cool stuff with that. And a lot of people who do modding, it's a bummer that it's, I mean, it makes sense why it was not built off of a Java engine, the Java engine version of the game. But it does mean that there's some code commonality there yeah. for things who work, for people who work like in the Minecraft marketplace yeah, to be able to theoretically add the mc legends so that's cool very interesting to, to see that to to our second point about like games and differences and so on like where does all the time go everything we just talked about is where a lot of the time goes and i'm being very frank like oh yeah absolutely it is making sure there is a little chance as possible for stuff to catastrophically break and not necessarily break their thing but break your thing <laughs> as that's in, a good way to put it if their game don't let the much lightning like was out happening of the rocks. don't let the lightning out of the rocks right like there was stuff happening before things that like if they didn't optimize it well your graphics card would break because it'd try to overload the processor like back in the day so uh, a lot of like what was it the old bungee game what was the, what was the bungee game that if you uninstalled marathon? it, it would wipe your c drive is it marathon and they had to reburn all of the discs uh, right Something before like they that. shipped them out, or I remember yeah. hearing that. Granted, that was an older time and a wilder time in software dev. There's far yeah. fewer safeguards and tools that exist yeah. that exist today. But yeah, the main point wild. is like that's a lot of the time. And secondarily, much to 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 Lex's point previous, it's a lot of design stuff. And it's not just random design. It's like, hey, like to his point, what do we want the combat to feel like? Okay, it doesn't feel like that. Why doesn't it feel like that yet? And then progressing and iterating. And vertical slices, by the way, just because people probably don't know what that term is either. Like, slices. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's grabbing chunks of the, the, the game that is done and presenting it to people. If you don't know why <clears throat> games get delayed, that's why games get delayed. It's because somebody gets a hold of a vertical slice and goes, absolutely the fuck not. Like, it, it happened with uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Like, so the reason that game has not come out from Asper or anything else is because Lucasfilm executives got their hands on a vertical slice and said, this is not what we asked for. This is this not, is not Star Wars. This does not feel like the Old Republic. 
And so the it's sentence happening. was, "This is." Uh, if I remember right, it was, "This yeah. is not Star Wars." Yep. It was was the sense. I know it's a meme of it makes you feel like Batman or it makes you feel like Spider Man, but it has to. It, yeah. it like that is the target of a good game. It makes you feel like and be empathetic towards the character that you are playing, yeah. at whatever level that game is shooting for. Like if you're playing a boomer shooter where your goal is to blow shit up. Dude. That's fine. If you're playing Tetris, right? Like, just play Tetris. Be be lost in it. Play Minecraft. You build. You build, or you tell a story. Whatever. You can do all sorts of different stuff in all these different games. Breath of the Wild was a lot of fun for me because it was the first game in a long time that I went into blind. Yeah. Bought a Switch. Bought Breath of the Wild. Looked up no reviews, no guides, no tutorials, nothing. And it yeah. would just be the, what's over there? I go over there, I get distracted halfway because I get sent on this quest that goes off and like does all this other things. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom being more of that sounds amazing to me. But For I, people I would who like <laughs> Breath of yeah, the Wild. <laughs> if you want that, right? Like yeah. There are yeah. people who love the Amnesia series or horror games. Mm. Yeah. No, I am a sad, scary, soft, squishy little man. No, I get scared by Minecraft mobs. You'll see it, and you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm still not okay. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> to each their own. Like, each yeah. game, like, people who get super into racing games, people who are super into FIFA. You're super into FIFA. I'm like, cool, good for you. Uh, not my style. Not my thing. Yeah. Right? Well, so We all kind of have our point, lane, and that's to fine. To the point about the lane, like, there's stuff that like they have to test to make sure it's within the lane in general, <laughs> like that's what beta tests are technically supposed to be. Well, For on example, the right like highway, even right, like you right. can make a game that is antithetical to what people expect. Let and it could be let, a great game. Yes, but if it's not the game that but people expect in the moment, it will fail. And the best example I can give that for you is the division. Amazing. Oh, I was gonna RPG. I was gonna go but Titan. people were expecting a tactical shooter. Yeah. And and like they could not wrap their head around why a human took more than one bullet to kill. And because of that, people just kept talking about the game in this sense that it just ripped itself apart. You said Titanfall is another good example? I listed Titanfall not because like it was bad per se. Because everybody ever that I know who's actually a serious gamer acknowledges it as one of the best like fps has ever do exist best damn and game you've best ever played campaigns you've ever played in your life but the reason it didn't land is because they placed it right between battlefield and call of duty literally i will in between never the two forgive releases. ea for that i will never forgive ea for that fact that they that they chose battlefield one as the thing that they were going to throw all their marketing dollars behind and oh my god was that a horrible idea because battlefield one was a horrible game so anyway, or no, was it Battlefield One? Issue. No, it was ba Battle Battlefield Five. I think. No, it was Battlefield One. It was the old, uh, the return to old school World War oh, yes, One yes, yes. combat. Yep, sorry. Yeah, it was Battlefield One. Is actually surprisingly good at picking a little bit, but it's still fine. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I meant twenty forty two. Twenty forty two. Nineteen forty two is also one of my favorite Battlefield games, but that's the second. second yeah. So. No, it's. 
Yeah. It's hard, dude. Like it's it just I wanted to bring hard. all that up because people don't understand the complexity that goes into a lot of it because they sit down and go, "Oh, game pretty, game shiny. I don't like this thing, so it must have like sucked because they took too long to develop it." And it's like and that's that's the same people who are like, "Oh, this game is nothing like its predecessor. Didn't you learn anything from the last one?" Like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's no like, way to for satisfy. Example, somebody made out a made a point the other day is like uh, the Darth Maul animation from Battlefront 2 is the same animation that they use. It looks like the same animation for their spinning forward lightsaber attack for the dual blade. It's the same yeah. one that's in um, Jedi Survivor. And like I know Cal and uh, Cameron Monaghan did, redid a lot of the mocap. I don't think he was doing that. And so like, yeah, they were probably no way like, hey, doing a let's not spend an code. additional like couple hundred thousand dollars on renting out the mocap stuff for another two weeks while Cameron Monaghan figures out how to do a front cork spin with a light dual-bladed lightsaber blade in his hand like in this warehouse <laughs> also at the same time if you watch those animations there's really only overlap for a portion of it in the middle and that's the portion where there is forward motion as person go burr and that's it <laughs> like if if, the, if they have the same attack Going forward, at some point in time, there will be overlap. I, I don't understand how people are surprised by that. There was something funny that there was another game. I don't know what it's called, but it was basically Dark Souls in a clockwork, steampunky kind of vibe. And Dishonored? No, no, no. It's a game that's not been released. Indie title. Okay. Not, not out yet. And was really good. people noticed that the broadsword attack animations directly matched Elden Ring. And people uh, were saying, oh, they're ripping off Elden Ring. They just both bought, they both used the same free animation pack, which was available on the Unreal Marketplace. And it was just the same animation pack. It was just the same character rigging. And it was different models, but it was just the motions. The character rigging was the same. And people were flaming out this dev freaking out the elden rings devs stepped in and said y'all we use this that this pack they also used a pack neither one of us own it like back off and people backed off and and the elden ring devs were great sports from soft were yeah. great sports about it they yeah. reached out to this other little, like small little studio offered them some help on a couple different things wonderful like Devs yeah. supporting devs. I'd love to see that. Beautiful. But, oh my god, people who don't understand. It's yeah. just like So my 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 final comment on this is we're thirty five ish minutes in. Thank you for listening this far and listening to us ramble about I'd make a joke about being in the deep end. We need we need something to be the deep end of the video without directly copying Colin into me. Because we are in the deep end. We are we are at the we, like we've gone deep down the rabbit. We rabbit hole too. Yeah, rabbit hole. So many rabbit holes. Anyway, we'll figure that out. We'll find out something because this is a podcast about how we deep dive on rabbit holes about how people don't understand development cycles uh, because they've probably never been in one. Anyway, this is a podcast about how you don't know about game dev. <laughs> how about you don't know about dev in general? <laughs> you don't know dev. <laughs> you don't know development. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all of these things are complex. Like these things are so complex, you probably don't understand it. If you understand C++, you probably have some idea. But if you don't understand C++, I don't want to hear about like how difficult things are and how easy they should be to fix. 
because anybody who yeah. stepped into code and realized that you missed a semicolon somewhere and it broke the whole damn thing until you've experienced that for six hours straight or trying to fix Tailwind at three in the morning when Tailwind only loads states when they're active. And so you're having to flip through I this damn page that. to I find the CSS. Twitter. I saw oh that Oh my Twitter God. Thread. Point being. Not to gatekeep, but like don't, context yeah. matters. Please, like, <laughs> if you want to understand why things are difficult, find a dev, talk to them. They'll probably explain it to you. If you actually ask them earnestly, they're probably more than happy to be like, hey, this is the process. This is why Catch it takes. them at like two in the afternoon. It's a little bit after lunch. People have had time to digest. Usually the meetings have ended by then. And that's yeah. the start of their me time where they get to actually do development. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's I'm like not a lot of people. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just I want everybody who who hears this to be like, hey, if I'm having difficulty understanding something, go ask somebody who does it. They're probably more than happy to tell you like and actually explain what they do and break it down for you. Because yeah. if they're not receiving what, <clears throat> let's say, Bungie CMs receive on a regular basis for having their personal accounts unlocked, like if you come in there, and you're like, hey, I don't understand this. And you do it respectfully and you ask a question. Like, and if they literally say they don't have time, please don't be offended. They probably don't actually have time because yep. <laughs> they're probably in a sprint. And if you don't know what that means, look that up. <laughs> so give people some grace. Realize that things are probably a lot harder than you understand. And that's okay. And if you want to understand it, go do some research. You'll probably find some cool stuff. Or Otherwise. Start make, or start making something. Or start build something, something yourself. yourself. Yeah. It, On that note. Very great to learn by doing. Yeah. Yes. You, you you send us out. I don't know what you want to end it with this week. It's your turn. May the force be with you. I have to go kill more ghosts. See you all next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And